It's the Mixing Music Club Unsigned. My name's Dash. I'm so excited to do this. I'm looking for some of the best artists that are unsigned in music right now. And I think we found one today. Kevin Ferris, a Chicagoland local, is so talented. He's going to play the guitar for us. He's going to play his new single. Um, and, and I'm just excited to have you here. It's the Mixing Music Club Unsigned. All right, well, let's do it, man. We're all plugged in. We're recording. It's the Mixing Music Club Unsigned. It's Dash. And I'm looking for some of the best unsigned artists in Chicago, around the country. And I think I've found one uh, in the Chicagoland area. I, I miss the thought, you know, we're just getting out of this pandemic that, like, you could go to a coffee shop and you could hear the next Jason Mraz. Because that's what happened with him. Like, he was struggling. He was doing coffee houses. And then he was found. Um, it, it, and specifically, I get... Kind of similar vibes from you, Kevin. I'm so excited to have you here. Kevin Ferris, the Mixing Music Club Unsigned. Thanks for doing this, man. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to know, could you just tell me a little bit just about the music that was played in your house growing up? Yeah, I grew up on like Paul Simon. Uh, my mom was a big Wilco fan. They're obviously a Chicago band, a Chicago yeah. rock band. Jeff um, Tweedy's one of the best songwriters, I think. Yeah. So it was a mix between, you know, uh, we had like John Prine, so like old folk singer-songwriters. Um, so it was like a whole melting pot of stuff, but, um, ultimately as kind of like time went on and I, I got older, I got into like some angsty punk rock and then I found my way into more melodic stuff and right. then I kind of, it just kind of evolved from there. But, um, yeah, in terms of like what we grew up on, it was kind of some of the classics, I guess you would say. Sure. And, and it makes sense too, that you get a little into punk. Cause like you had fallout boys from the Northern suburbs, kind of not, probably not that far from you. Yeah. Uh, Evanston. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, you probably heard some Fall Out Boy and they were getting really big as we were growing up. For sure. Yeah. We played um, a lot of the high school bands that I was in, like the punk rock bands. We played at the Knights of Columbus in Arlington Heights. Wow. And that's where Fall Out Boy was like getting their, their name, I guess, essentially. So yeah, that was a, that was a big influence as well. For sure. Did you know that Fall Out Boy, so they got their name from the sidekick to Radioactive Man in the Simpsons show, yeah. which is like the small comic book that like Bart Simpson loved to read. Right, right. And they're like, yeah, let's like the, the way that bands get their names, you know, I don't know where you got Kevin Ferris from. I, but. yeah, that, that one was easy. It was just given to me. So I didn't have to work too hard for that. Yeah, one. Thanks mom and dad. Yeah, so were your mom and dad big influences on your musical style in any way? Yeah. I mean, I think like my first concert ever was UB40 at, at Milwaukee Fest. So that was like up tempo, you know, like reggae basically. Yeah. Um, so I think subconsciously some of that got planted and I was like, all right. So I think I just naturally, you know, when I play, I like to, it makes me feel more comfortable when I'm moving around and kind of being vibey, I guess. Is the yeah. Point. So dude, um, your Instagram presence, you for sure are vibey. I love your music <laughs> videos. You seem like you, you create something so high quality with, but it's still so simple. Yeah. Well, that's just based on being a band on a budget kind of thing, but. Oh, well, well people can feed off of, I think, especially like an authenticness right now. And it, and it comes from you and in your energy, like all you need is you and your music videos, I think. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. That's. That's really all the, like the only videos I have, well, we talked, I mean, yeah. we had, you know, the idea to do like a concept video together, but you know, budgets kind of got in the way of that. But sure. yeah, I mean, that's really the narrative is me at this point. Yeah, definitely. So I see you have a tattoo on your left forearm. Can you tell us what's the tattoo say? Yeah. So this says, um, this is very deep. Human speech is like a cracked kettle upon which we tap crude rhythms for bears to dance to while we long to make music that will melt the stars. Wow. But it's a passage from Madame Bovary. Okay. So it's like, um, it's an old, like French, it's an 1800s French realist novel. So I'm kind of into 
interesting, you know, works of literature and stuff too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, so I just, I, I love that quote. Yeah. I, uh, I actually wrote down a quote yesterday. I think I was watching like Ted Lasso and it came up, but I already love Walt Whitman because he is, he is something, it's a quote that I, I actually almost got tattooed on my left arm. I got just something else and said, that's got, you know, Design. meaning. Um, but it, you know, the music means nothing if the audience is deaf right? and it takes wisdom to know wisdom. Um, but then I was watching like Ted Lasso yesterday, another Walt Whitman, uh, quote came up and it was basically, you know, be curious, not critical. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was such a cool thing too. To, yeah. You know, and I'm so curious about you and that's, that's why I'm so happy to have you here today, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you tell me, tell me about like two of your most recent singles. I, I've seen them on, on Instagram. I'd love to know how you describe love me up and higher. Uh, love you up love is, you up, yeah. it's actually an older song. I wrote it like, so it's kind of funny. I started it as just an acoustic song just on the ukulele and I, I wrote it probably, three or four years ago. And I just played it in downtown Arlington Heights like I was busking. So there's a video on YouTube. It's not viral or anything, but um, the response from that, like there was a little audience that grew and I was like, yeah, I don't know if the song is like single, you know, worthy or whatever, but people were like clapping at the end unprompted. And so like three years later, I was just sitting, I was playing the ukulele. I'm like, why did I never make that a song? You know, so I kind of built it out. Um, but it really, I mean, it's just a standard kind of pop love song. I mean, it just, there are, there are deeper meanings to me, obviously, but I like to let the listener kind of, yeah invoke whatever they, or take whatever they want from it. You know? Right. Let everyone relate. That's the cool thing about songwriters too. I feel like I hear different things from different artists. Like, are you writing music with your audience in mind or are you really just writing it from your own heart and about your own experiences? And because of that, your audience is able to relate to it. Yeah. I think like the best music that I write in my opinion is just stuff from self-experience and things that I've gone through, because I think in different ways, there are ties to what people go through and they can feel that they may not know exactly who the person is you're talking about, but they sure. go, I've experienced something like that, you know? Yeah. So I think, um, I mean, we talk about authenticity and I say like, you know, I, it, as long as it's authentic to you, I think people can feel that. I always feel like there's an energy with either, if, even if you're playing live somewhere, like people pick up on it. They don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I love this. Like I can't, I can't put words to it. Right. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think from anything that I write from my own experiences that usually resonates better with the audience, like higher, was another single that you talked about. Yeah. That. And that was, I recorded that in Nashville with a bunch of really kind of heavy hitting guys in Nashville. And um, it was interesting because there was a lot of influence in the room. Mm. Um, the concept for the song was was written kind of post the voice thing. And I was like, all right, you know, there's a, there's a bit of, you know, emotional tie into this. Sure. But I think the song devolved a little bit. Um, you lost a little bit of that, like authenticness. Kind of, yeah. Kind of like the connection to it. And gotcha. so, you know, when I've played it, it's, it's people like it, you know, but it's there. I can feel that people are like, yeah, that was good. What's the next tune? You know, like, so, wow. you know, but I not saying I'm not trashing it. I'm just no. saying, you know, you can kind of feel that. This you know? is a, this is a reoccurring theme with, yeah. with multiple people I've talked to even on this podcast, um, is that they felt pressured. They had other people in the room influencing the music they were creating and, and those songs, didn't resonate with them as well. They put them out and they didn't do as well. And then they had other songs that like were completely just from the heart. Right. And those are the ones that people truly like empathized with and, and kind of blew up too. So you said love you up. Were you playing in the middle of a set? Were there other songs around it? No, I mean, I just kind of illegally, cause I didn't get a license, I guess. Oh, so you, have to, you're outside. you have to go to a city and go like get your busking license. But right. I just, we went in front of the fountain. It was me and my girlfriend now wife at the time. And, um, she just filmed me doing it. I was like, I just need to make some content, you know? Right. But it turned in, people were kind of like, cool, what's next? You know, like, are you, are you, is this a concert? Is right. this organized? I was like, oh, this is just, you know, this is just content, bro. This is for the grams. So. Right. Yeah. This is for the gram. Yeah. So, um, 
but I just, it's funny because I think that's the other thing that, that artists often do. Like when something is authentic to them, they have a really, really uh, strong ability to self-sabotage and be like, yeah, well, I like it, but like nobody else is going to, when really uh, that could be the favorite song, right. the hit song. And, yeah. Um, I've often heard it said by people that like the guy that wrote closing time, Dan Wilson, mm-hmm. closing, time. of course. I mean, um, he says like the song that makes you the most uncomfortable is the hit. Uh, like the one that you hate is the one everyone will love. And I, th- I can relate to that sometimes, I guess. So, um, that's interesting. I just decided to adopt that philosophy, especially on the heels of this pandemic when things were just like, like you can't, it's hard to get into a studio when you can't yeah. around people, you right. know? So, um, dove back into that song, brought it back to life, added some stuff to it. And I've enjoyed having it out. I mean, it's only been out like a week and a half or so, but, or no, maybe a little longer, but, um, it's, the response has been good. Yeah. That's great. I mean, and, and I loved it too. I told you like the vibes from the music video yeah. and just like what you put on Instagram has been great. Um, and it's funny too, like you talk about like the thing you think le- the least about or that you don't love the most, like could be the thing that really takes off and you might be overthinking it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's, that's part of like the current content creation landscape too, is you look at TikTok and you see people who do really well. They talk about like, there's, oh yeah, there's this TikTok. Like I spent hours on this and, and it got like a hundred views. And then I did this random like reaction vid and it has 2 million. Exactly. You know, and I didn't even think about that. I thought maybe I shouldn't post that one, you know, stuff like that. I think we've shifted to that like need for, for that really raw, authentic vibe of things. Cause we've done the whole era of like, everything's really glossy and shiny, you know, mm-hmm. and that still works. Um, but you're, I mean, you nailed it. TikTok is making everybody famous. Like people that otherwise wouldn't be right in the public eye. Yeah. Um, and so you could be somebody who's just making a joke about, you know, I don't know, making food in your kitchen, but you could also be like, wait, I'm also a really good singer. I should just sing in front of my phone. Yeah. And then you have like just legions of fans, which is amazing. It's destroyed the old landscape. So it's good. Um, but yeah, authenticity, I guess. Authenticity. That's where I was going with that. So you, I mean, you earlier, you, you talked about, you have this, this kind of like, if you talk about, I'm using the word landscape again, but this landscape of inspiration from like Paul Simon, mm-hmm. you know, John Prine, and then like, you know, punk. And Jason Mraz. And Jason, okay, Jason so Mraz. Jason Mraz would be there in the middle. Um, are there, Joy and- I, I was going to say, so are there artists right now in maybe the pop genre and the indie coffeehouse genre that you really look to and you're like, these guys are great. I want to be on their level. Or I'd like to put myself somewhere in, in that realm of like, I think I'm pretty close to them or I think they're really good and inspirational. Yeah, I mean, in sort of like the indie pop vibe, I really like this guy, Briston Maroney. Okay, um, to write that down. He's He's got a song called Freaking Out on the Interstate, which is it's got like, I don't know, some zillion plays on Spotify, but he's really just like a different vibe. He was also an idol yeah. guy. Oh, wow. Um, but he was able to really shed that identity and become this sort of this indie powerhouse. And he's a very young dude. He's like 23, but I love his music. It's Does it almost just, make you mad. You're like 23. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why are you so good? You haven't yeah. lived enough life to be inspired by, you know, but I just, I love exactly. But he's got such a raw, authentic way about himself. Um, so he's somebody I'm really listening to. There's another guy who's kind of singer songwriter, but he's got more of a pop feel. I think maybe closer to what I'm doing. His name's Joshua Spears. But these are guys that are, again, not mainstream sure. by any stretch. But um, what about Dua Lipa? But then Dua Lipa, dude, <laughs> I love Dua Lipa. Like I, that's what I, I have like a little bit of ADD when I listen to stuff. What about Justin Bieber and Billie Eilish Justin and Dua Bieber. Lipa, I love it all. Kevin? I love it all. Trust me. Like, you know, I'll, I'll dance to a Justin Bieber song and then, you know, I'll you go saying like, you don't cry feel in the, my bedroom. Yeah, I was say, you don't, you don't feel the <laughs> raw emotion and the spiritual connection. You know, actually, I mean, some of God, your power. It, yeah. Billie Eilish is this new hit. Like really, I mean, like, oh my God. It yeah. hits, me, hits me in the feels and, and it's crazy. She's already got an Apple TV documentary about her. I'm like, oh my God. I don't think the fact that they've like 
blown up in the pop stratosphere should take away that they, a lot of those people are, are really like, you know, intuitive, like deep good yeah. poets, you know, like Billie Eilish is an amazing singer. She's very deep. She has a lot of layers. Right. I'd say. You look at a Lady Gaga and, yeah. and, and you kind of realize that like, oh, like her, the reason she blew up was kind of this like shock value music mm -hmm. that was also really good and really poppy, but, but she's a really great singer. She's yeah. a poet. Like her music that she puts out now, she no longer needs to do that thing, you know, to gain an audience. She has the audience. Now she can do whatever she wants. Exactly. So you're going to start wearing meat suits maybe around. Well, I'm vegetarian, dude. So no. <laughs> really be a statement actually. Yeah. No. Um, no, I, I don't know. Yeah. I've tried to figure out like, how do I get somebody, where's the shock value, value in what I'm doing? And that, that I honestly, that can be kind of a little bit daunting sometimes because there is so much noise. Right. And you, you think like, well, I mean, I think what I'm doing is reasonably good, but like, right. I'm also not doing like the TikTok dances. So like, I don't, I'm not getting, maybe that's what you need, man. I know. <laughs> but I think, you know, there's something to be said for just like staying in your lane and continuing to nuance it. I um, agree. Yeah. And, and your content's great. Your music's great. I, I think that it's almost like a lottery system in the world today that, yeah. that people find your music because there's so much amazing music out there. You know, in the same way, there's a billion great actors in the world and right. and who decides who becomes the next man, bad example, Tom Cruise, uh, right. Right, <laughs> who, right, who, deci right. who decides such a thing, you know, you've got to pluck them out and, and your music's great. I'm excited for you to play it. I'm, I'm so it, happy to have you on the Mixed Music Club Unsigned. Kevin Ferris, what are you playing for us? Um, I'm going to play it, a brand new song outside of the single called Walls that I wrote uh, just right at the end of the pandemic. Well, we're not at the end of the pandemic, but recently I'll say. Light at the end of the tunnel, we're hoping so. Yeah, 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 for right. sure. Um, and it just kind of speaks to being, feeling like you're a little bit closed in. Um, obviously everybody was physically. That's it. I mean, there's, you know, it's very derivative in that sense, but yeah, you know. definitely. Well, I'm excited to hear it. For and sure. uh, so excited that you just decided to do this with us. Kevin Ferris, the Mixing Music Club Unsigned. Let's do it. All right, man. What's up? I'm Kevin Ferris. This is my song, Walls. Constantly reminded of places we have been. We were drinking in these parking lots, swimming in our sin. Man, I was interested in the way you said my name. Like I was undefeated, played someone else's game. If these walls could talk, they would hardly say a thing. That's probably better off, cause I'm not listening Yeah, I've memorized this script, I know exactly what I say And it seems I get more stubborn with every passing day Now and then I take a ride just past Meadows Hill And I kick around the dirt and talk to ghosts just for the thrill Yeah, maybe there's a fire somewhere deep inside my soul like one moth to a flame, I'm too afraid to let it go. If these walls could talk, they would hardly say a thing. And that's probably better off, cause I'm not listening. Yeah, I've memorized this script, I know exactly what I'll say. And it seems I get more stubborn with every passing day, let's face it, I... way out at sea. I've got a bone to pick with all my memories. I'm just saying what I'm feeling for the first time. Oh, if these walls could talk, they would hardly say a thing. And that's probably better off, cause I'm not listening. Yeah, I've memorized this script, 
And it seems I get more stubborn with every passing day. Kevin Ferris, the Mixing Music Club Unsigned. Uh, so much raw emotion I feel like I could feel in the room just being next to him during that performance. Uh, so exciting to have him here. I think we found a great unsigned artist. It's the Mixing Music Club Unsigned. Every single week, I'm looking for some of the best unsigned artists in music right now. Please rate, review, like, subscribe, and I'll see you next time on the Mixing Music Club Unsigned. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.